You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Oh, hello. I gotta stop opening the show with that because that's clearly a Nick Kroll and John Mulaney thing. Oh, hello. It just seems like the most natural way to start the Bleak and Review podcast, which is what this is. And who I am is Kevin Anderson, your host. Former stand-up comedian when society existed. Current dweller of a bedroom with a semblance of a podcast studio surrounding me. And allowing me to project half-formed thoughts and sentences out into the world to be listened by some and ignored by most. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a quarantine quickie number 25, I believe. Uh, Regularly scheduled Friday episode. There was no episode last week. I do apologize for that. I'm sure you got on with your lives and managed regardless, but I still would like to say I'm sorry. I did post last week's Patreon episode on the weekend, though, in lieu of a new episode. I posted it to the free feed. I didn't really promote it because I just kind of did it and hoped you all noticed. But if you didn't notice, I did do that. So go check your feed and shit. It was an episode with Matt Brousseau, and he's the best. Yeah, I didn't have an episode last week because I had a bit of a mental breakdown. Bit of a mental breakdown trying to make it fun to talk about <laughs> by just making it vaguely uh vaguely sing-songy uh yeah i uh kind of in the middle of last week uh the same week i started my my new job i kind of reached a tipping point of drug abuse to an extent i had uh been off and on doing drugs pretty regularly and not just drinking and smoking uh, other things as well, uh, including the, the one that was probably the worst and probably affected my men- mental health the worst was uh, Xanax, which I used to have a prescription for back in 2016. And then I remembered real quickly last week why I uh, stopped refilling that prescription. It's because as soon as I don't have Xanax, I lose my fucking mind because it immediately makes you develop a dependency on it and suppresses REM sleep, you know, rapid eye movement sleep. And, uh, Then if you don't have Xanax when you go to bed, you have the most vivid fucking nightmares that (laughs) drive you insane and have you wake up feeling completely mentally destroyed the next day and sit there staring at the wall, not knowing how to get up and go about your day. God, yeah, I'll just let it detoxing from that. It took about a day and a half to really like start getting into a cycle of normalcy again, but Oh boy, it was a it was a rough day and a half. I like literally couldn't do anything. Like I was sitting there just like I can't imagine anything giving me joy right now. I don't have the drugs that my body needs. Uh and it was pretty pretty wild. You know you're fucked up when you don't think you have the mental energy to play a Donkey Kong game or <laughs> or or watch TV. Like oh, I can't even imagine watching TV right now. Like I literally was I like let hours slip away by just staring at the wall and just overanalyzing things in my brain and being obsessed 
with death and darkness. Um, we're okay now, though. I don't. This is a very heavy subject that I'm starting this episode off with. I would just like everyone to know I'm fine. I actually had an incredibly productive therapy session uh, two days after that, where I think I got to. I don't know, what, are the, what do the kids call it, a breakthrough? I'm new to this therapy stuff. I haven't been in 10 years. Uh, but yeah, something that uh, really stuck out to me, I'm not going to be the guy that tells you about therapy, but a little bit. I'm going to do it a little bit. The thing that really uh, stuck out to me a lot in my conversation with my therapist was the thing that I've definitely had a problem with for a long time in my life is there's a very big difference between wanting to get better and actively making strides to get better, like pursuing it in an active fashion, instead of just saying, man, I really wish I could uh, stop being on drugs all the time and stop staying up until 4 a.m. and like, you know, try to do more exercise. I really wish I could do all that. But instead, I'm just going to put, you know, just think about it and then not take any steps because drugs are easier and laying around is easier. Not to say that that invalidates mental health issues that cause people to to have addictive personalities and, uh, and seek out drugs or, or to ha- not have the ability to, to perform some things, but I think it is really important to fight as hard as you can against that to get better. I think that's the best way, whether that's going to a support group or, you know, going to therapy. For me, it's it's been a combination of going to therapy and just basic exercise and uh, abstaining from harder substances. Like, not that I think that drugs are inherently bad also i mean i think xanax is (laughs) i think prescription medication like of that regard is kind of fucked up because i was mostly taking xanax to help me sleep because i was having problems sleeping and god there's got to be better ways to do it right melatonin i don't know it's not as easy and as an immediate of a fix but boy when you don't have it they really this opioid crisis i tell you no one's talking about that anymore but that's still a thing (laughs) That's still a thing, and it's fucked up. As somebody who's been addicted to Xanax twice now, <laughs> but I think everything, you know, all the other, most other drugs for the majority of it are fine in moderation. I would never say people should never do that unless, you know, you know you have a problem, and that's a personal thing. But it's just a thing of, uh, you know, not making it an all-the-time thing and a thing of, like, I need to be blasted out of my mind all the time just to get through this shit. Because, yeah, it, a lot of the reasons I'm having kind of a surge in my mental health issues is because of, you know, everything going on around us in the world, the quarantine probably being extended in my home state. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to go back into stay at home orders in California, probably some other states too. I think some other states might've already done it because nobody wants to fucking wear a mask. Uh, I know I keep talking about this on the podcast, but it's very upsetting that we've politicized wearing a mask to avert a public health crisis. Very upsetting. Literally, one of the most insane things I could possibly imagine is wearing a face mask to avoid, you know, the spread of a very contagious disease that, you know, we have a lot of research and studies on what the disease does, how it's spread, and how we can prevent it. And the fact that some people are like, nah, this is just the libs trying to be all libby about it. Like, the fact that that exists, like, there's so much hate for the left in this country that we've some, like, there's now a politicization? Politicalization? It's now a political issue (laughs) to, to wear a mask and try to help out your fellow man and woman and everyone else that's crazy and honestly borderline psychotic Uh, a lot of these people need to be 
a lot a lot of people what what we're, we're finding is a lot of people need therapy and they're very avoidant to it because it's gay or whatever right <laughs> but like like or they're they're too manly to do it and it's not just men there's toxic women that you know that probably could use therapy as well but uh, i think that would be i think like a combination of a reasonable dosage of psychedelics and therapy would and this is like some really hippie shit for sure and i'm not even stoned right now i'm like com- completely sober but like like a, a small dosages of psychedelics mixed with therapy is probably the best way to bring about actual change in a wide swath i think i mean i think some people i don't know do you think any billionaire has ever done mushrooms because I feel like those are two very different. Like, like those, that Venn diagram is two different circles, right? <laughs> no, I definitely. There's some overlap, I'm sure, but it's just crazy to me that uh, people can not care about other people so so easily, even if like, especially if they've done psychedelics. This is all just a rambling mess. Uh, the only other thing I want to say here in the intro before we get to uh, this episode's guest, which is uh, my dear friend Jorge Riverall, who you know from this podcast. You may know him from stand-up comedy. Uh, you also know him from the logo of this podcast, both both of them, the old one and the new one. Uh, he's a brilliant artist, and you should check him out on Instagram at jriverall to uh, to see it because he's great. He's one of my favorite visual artists that I that I know or that I've ever met. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff a little bit later here. But the only other thing I want to briefly mention in the intro is that I saw Hamilton, and it's my new thing that I'm obsessed with. I know it's so so basic of me. <laughs> Uh, I'd been wanting to see it for a long time. I'd heard a few tracks from it on Spotify and stuff, but I kind of wanted to go in blind. So I, I didn't really know anything about it other than the general plot. And as a lifetime hip hop fan and a recent, more recently a musical theater fan, it scratched all the itches I could possibly want. Uh, it's lyrically impeccable. There's some incredibly moving numbers in it. The story is funny and interesting and dark and and human. And uh, I don't really get why some people are up in arms. I understand that, you know, until last week when it was released on Disney+, Plus, most of the world hadn't seen it. So obviously a lot of people saw it for the first time and they're all having the first time discussion about it like I am. But and, you know, so there's gonna be differing opinions on it in that regard but i find it interesting when people's critique like because i'm not saying people have to like it nobody has to like anything like artist objective etc but the criticism i don't understand is that like alexander hamilton was a bad person in life and he's not really portrayed as such in this musical which is like bonkers to me because why is it the job of a musical that already from the gate, like out of the gate, lets you know that it is not a historically accurate representation of American history because there's a black Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> you know, and a Puerto Rican Alexander Hamilton and all this other stuff. Like immediately there's role switchings. People, there's people playing multiple roles in it. It's a mute. And it's also, it's a musical, which is like, it's more about music than it is about like why why does it have to be why does that have to be a historically accurate piece of content is what I would like to know. What what is because it's about history, dude, there's so much history represented erroneously for fiction like it's fan fiction. It's fan fiction. It, there's so much of that in media and if we dragged everything like that, 
Like, how come no one's going for the man in the high castle where it's, you know, alternate history where uh, the Nazis took over America and stuff? Uh, how come nobody's talking about Mars attacks? You know, <laughs> America, I was alive in 1996. America was not like that in 1996. Okay. We never had Jack Nicholson for a president. Martin Short never tried to fuck an alien as far as we know. It's just very weird that a, a culturally significant piece of content with 95% POC casting written and created by a Puerto Rican man is catching flack for for not being a textbook it's like how can you not suspend your disbelief for even a second and see that this isn't supposed to be a beat for beat retelling of american history even if it and 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 (laughs) i'm getting really i'm getting really passionate about this this is all i can think about uh lately it's goes out of its way to be vocally pro-immigrant pro-women and anti-slavery uh it does there's there's moments throughout the whole thing that aggressively there's a part where they literally mug to the audience and say immigrants we get the job done there's a part where he says we'll never be free until we truly end slavery and all men are created equal hopefully we'll include women in the sequel like it is on all fronts a progressive piece of art it's also fucking fantasy it's not to hold it to standards where it has to be musically great written amazing acted great and historically accurate. If it doesn't hit all of those things and it's dismissed as content, that's bullshit. Uh, that's bullshit. And you're, some of you, not, not everybody, but some people that have that take are just looking for things to be mad about. And I hate saying that because, you know, I'm pretty vocal about progressive shit on social media. But I feel like this one, to me, is a big stretch. I'm sure that there's arguments that could be made against it. I'd love to hear them at KB Anderson, yo. I'll skim your argument and maybe acknowledge it. (laughs) No, I'll read it. I'll read it. I might disagree with you, but I'll read it. Uh, Speaking of disagreeing, I'm not going to disagree with my next choice to move right along into the episode here with my guest, Jorge Riverall. We have a nice chat about video games of our youth, about actually more Hamilton. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hopefully you're kind of interested in Hamilton because there's going to be a lot of that in this episode. And, uh, you know, working from home during a pandemic and all this stuff. Jorge's the best. He's a great guy. You're going to like this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And stick around. (laughs) What am I doing? We'll be back right after this. Well, here we are. I have I have my work computer up as well, and it's my only computer because no one ever gives me a goddamn work laptop anytime I work anywhere. (laughs) Why? Why? Why would I wouldn't give you one either? We all know what happened. Oh yeah, one bar. What happened at that one? Oh right, you're talking about UBG. (laughs) That's right. I can't believe you remembered that. (laughs) Hey, look! Oh look! It's how I got a free laptop. (laughs) Oh wait a minute! And then you ditched my backpack in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, well, I mean, I already have enough backpacks. I mean, shut up. Do you know how fucking great it would be if we remained friends all this time and you actually did that shit and just now decided to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the long con, Kevin. It's like, oh, you know what? Today's the anniversary. It's been it's been three years. I think we should let him in on it. <laughs> it, it no, it's actually it's been exactly almost exactly four years since that happened. And it's like, like, oh, you know what? I figured, you know, I would let this ride and see how close we got as friends before I revealed to you that I bashed out your window at a shitty bar show and then stole your Hulu laptop and then uh, threw your bag up in the, the dirt in the Hollywood Hills. And I had to go drive and get it because some nice person called me. 
Uh, <laughs> if, if it makes you feel better, when I, I took the laptop, I, I kept doing your work on there. So <laughs> you did? You, yeah, you didn't have to. You signed into that VPN for me and started answering customer requests and uh, taking phone calls? Yeah, no, I got a lot of good feedback. <laughs> you're just winging it? They're like, my, my Hulu's Kevin, not working. <laughs> Kevin, you're way charmer now than you were before. Kevin, you you're, sound heavier. <laughs> you're, you're agreeing with all my racist remarks? Wow. <laughs> Kevin, why do you keep saying wet back? No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll cut that. Sweat. It's because I'm sweaty. I'm a sweaty oh, boy, Kevin. My back uh, is wet right now. Oh, 100%. I, I am, I'm recording shirtless right now at my place uh, with the fan on me. I, I have sweaty palms. My feet are sweaty. My back is sweaty because I just went on an after work walk around the neighborhood. And even though it was just a short walk, you know, like 5,000 steps or something, maybe 4,000. Uh, I get back and I'm just, I'm just like immediately like, well, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day except talking. <laughs> I can't, I'm sweaty and everything's gross. Oh, uh, see, I'm jealous of you. I got to get back to work after this. But, oh, uh, you do? Oh, I'm done today, baby. Working uh, from home. How's the new gig? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's very weird. Uh, you might you you can probably relate to this because you work from home as well during all this shit. But uh, Bing, you just got a text. Uh, was, that my, was that me or you? <laughs> that was you. I think. Are you sure? I am hearing. I am not. He- I'm hearing it on my headphones, but not in my real phone. I think. I think it's neither of our phones. Then. Then who? Some sort of ghost is getting getting more action than we are. That was that was the alert for nobody actually cares how Kevin's job's going. Move on. That's what that was. Oh, it was- <laughs> Hey, ghost dad, ditch these zeros and get with some hero. And I'm like, what? 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 I don't know why it's ghost dad. And I don't know why he has to, why he, one, he's hanging out with us too. He's like, you know what? This isn't worth it. (laughs) Uh, Camille. All right. That's all I got. Some fourth party was convincing him. I mean, we're the first party. Ghost dad's the second party. No, can maybe third party. Okay. Look, I don't know. He's the, he's the wig party. Oh, oh! Good. Speaking of which, I saw Hamilton yesterday. Oh no, my God, yesterday. we are gonna we're we're gonna get into it probably because I have a lot. I love Hamilton, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Uh, but I will just to wrap up this last thread real quick. I will just say, working from home, starting a job while working completely from home is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's the only thing I've noticed so far because, like, I've worked from home before, but I've like been in the office to like meet people and stuff first. You know? Yeah. Are you hearing all those pops? Those snaps and pops uh no that's probably just uh uh you know bad <laughs> content i don't know it, it, it's it sounds fine on my side uh, oh, okay. it'll probably well, it'll, it'll all shake out in the edit it's all good uh let's hope so uh, do you hear all that bad audio oh, our voices all right Anyways, uh you hear that annoying guy who sounds like nasally and white <laughs> i think his name's kevin you hear that yeah see it see it i guess i don't know like, cause it's, it's like, you know, it's coming out it, to, on this side, it's coming out like it's bad, uh, like a bad connection. But if, I mean, if it, if it's gonna, if it comes out fine, it comes out fine. It's hey, just, as long as you can hear me. Okay. All right. That's fine. I cause I can hear you okay. great. And, and all our waveforms look dope as shit. And I'm oh, ready yeah, to ride those, the wave, baby. Those ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ones and zeros, baby. <laughs> ones and oh, zeros. So, oh, go ahead. Okay. So you're okay, no, just get get back to it. So you're talking about starting a new job from home. Actually, yeah. same thing happened to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, how are you? How are you handling? Like, first of all, uh, we're back here on Bleak and Review with Jorge Riverall, of course. That's a cold Hi. open. That's what we call it, Jorge. You know, you've been on the show since like day one. That, that sure, yeah, day one. So, it's not ball, ballpark. Yeah, 20, 2015, when life. I can't even imagine how how different my life is from then till now. Uh, uh. <laughs> so many ways, but uh, 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 yeah, you you so you. Uh, you also did you did you start your job during quarantine as well? Uh, yes, my my uh, particular video game job. I st- I got two weeks in in the office, and then immediate it was just like all right, and and they're like oh you're gonna work home from two weeks, and we're like oh how fun little, little <laughs> break oh this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be an interesting little two weeks and whatever, and then we all have uh, long long Moses beards now. <laughs> yeah you're in the situation where you're like oh this is interesting well obviously this will pass and then it'll go back to and then you're like it's kind of like how i've been feeling lately where it's like now that we've absolutely extended this thing by not taking it seriously even more so to whereas like the rest of 2020 is pretty much shot i'm just like oh this is like my new normal like i have to really buckle down to like i that's why i started like applying to jobs and shit <laughs> like i'm gonna have to get a job <laughs> i can't just ride this out anymore <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've all been living like um, Thanos after he after he snapped his fingers and the half the the universe's population you know disappeared and he's just kicking it on his farm. He's making soup. Yeah, he's and, yeah, yeah, classic he's Thanos like, soup. Yeah, he's just like ah, just uh, you know chopping some stuff up, putting it in the pot, and you know he's he's just living his quarantine life really. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's in, he's just in like a, the rest of us. He's on a t-shirt, no pants, snapping on the lockdown. He's he's you know work filing time cards remotely, <laughs> being yeah. trusted to do his job while really just playing Donkey Kong all day and occasionally checking his Slack channel. <laughs> you you know how frustrating it must be for Thanos to play Donkey Kong with those big meaty <laughs> fingers. I mean, I'm first of all, I'm assuming he's playing it on a smartphone, and he's right. Just, yeah, he's got to be playing it on a smartphone. <laughs> I mean, even if he has if he has the miniature cabinet, that's not easier either. He's moving that joystick around. Oh, you're talking about like uh, old school Donkey Kong, like uh, yeah. jumping over barrels and shit. Which Donkey Kong are you, are you talking about? Where uh, Donkey Kong has those illegit- illegitimate children? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, take, they're, take, they're taking. Oh, are they, oh, it's Diddy Kong and what Dizzy. Diddy, <laughs> no, I can actually a sleepy Kong. Yeah, there's sleepy Kong. Kong. There's 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 fun. There's uh there's Frankie Kong. There's Frankie. uh no, that's not a real one. The real ones oh. I can I can probably list all of them. Uh, uh, you don't have to. No, I want I want to. I want to see if I can. This is like this is like naming the states for me. Uh, let's see if I can do it. There's Diddy Kong, oh, Dixie, uh, Dixie Kong. <laughs> yeah, another fun naming thing. The, naming the states. Oh, we all want to hear <laughs> Alabama, Arkansas, and the rest. Uh, shut up. <laughs> All right, let's hear those. Let's hear those Kongs. <laughs> All right, Diddy Kong, Dixie uh-huh. Kong, Cranky Kong, Rick, Wrinkly Kong, Funky Kong. Ugh. I know Wrinkly Kong's an old. That, they actually that, in the. That, I mean, that's the penis joke everyone makes, right? Yeah, like not Wrinkly old, Dong. My old Wrinkly Kong. Ah, well, I guess I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Wrinkly Kong sounds racist. This is, how, this is how. This is how. This is how dark they got in that series by the third Donkey Kong. No, by Donkey Kong sixty four, I believe. Uh, maybe in Donkey Kong Country three on the Super Nintendo, Wrinkly Kong died and was a ghost because uh, it was an old woman. It was Cranky's wife. 
And then they just uh, killed her off, and she would advise you as a ghost after that. And I thought I thought that was a little dark. And Wrinkly Kong might have been the one getting text messages to say, "Hey, let's ditch this <laughs> podcast." And if uh, we are being, if the spirits in this house right now are the spirits of Wrinkly Kong, please, we mean you no harm. We just want to communicate with you. <laughs> how, how much does Wrinkly Kong hate his name? No one likes to be. No one wants to be called Wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, well, and Cranky Kong. They're like the only ones that like. There's a couple Kongs that have very descriptive names. Like there's Tiny Kong, and Tiny Kong is obviously very small. Uh, there's Chunky Kong, and if you can imagine, he's not very small. He's a little bit bigger. Uh, Lanky Kong, he's got long arms. He's got, like, Dalsim arms. He's, yeah, actually yeah. A, he's actually an orangutan, too. It's very controversial. Uh, I bet, but, like, no one, wants to, no one wants to say, hey, saggy, unattractive face. Hey, come <laughs> over here. <laughs> hey, bu- hey Butterface Kong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your best years are behind you, Kong. Why don't you come talk to me for a minute? I think that's the episode title. Best years are behind you, Kong. You know what that made me think of is that old commercial for, I think, Collect Calls or whatever, where it was like, Bob, we out a baby eats a boy. Do you remember those? <laughs> where the guy would try to get all the information out and then say oh, his yeah, name on the Collect right. Call. <laughs> that's uh, right. Better years behind, best years behind you, Kong. <laughs> uh, feel bad. So, yeah. And then I think that's all the Kongs that I can think of right now. That's a lot of Kongs, though. Mm-hmm. Too yeah, many Kongs. And for some reason, they've been on this turf war with the crocodile people forever. I don't know. What oh, the Kremlings. Yeah. Oh, they have a name? Oh, Kev- how do you know the storyline? Dude, I this mean, is my shit, bro. This is my shit. <laughs> I mean, I played those games and it, I mean, I took it in the way uh, me as a kid took on like Jesus Christ where I didn't know English were. <laughs> I didn't know oh, why they crucified him, but it, like at first, I thought he was like a backup, but he was a good guy. It's like watching just, a movie with no subtitles in a language you don't know. You're just like figuring it out with visual cues. Mm-hmm. He always kicked it with sheep, and there was always people like kind of scowling at him. And it's like, oh, they wanted to cook the sheep, but then Jesus didn't let them because those sheep are his boy. Are you talking about Jesus Kong? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right, Jesus Kong, Christ Kong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So when you were when you were uh, when you were playing those games, you didn't uh, know English very well. So you were just like, ah, oh, these, no, these no, monkeys I'm are old. crazy. No, here's the thing. I knew English. I just didn't care to learn the story. You oh. know why? <laughs> that that's 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 that story's paper thin. Because I oh I, yeah, it's just like, hey, I mean, I think Double Dragon had a thicker story where they're like, hey, we took your chick. He's like, ah, bring my chick back. Uh, to and be then, fair, in Donkey Kong Country, King K. Rule took all of Donkey Kong's bananas. So you know, there is. <laughs> I I used to love King K. Rule in the eighties. Like his albums were dope then. But uh, he's lost. <laughs> DJ K. Rule Herc or something. <laughs> but I'm sure Jorge that you know from a different. You have that world of a thing that like you probably know all the lore about. Like for me, like I have specific areas of my childhood where like. Banjo and Kazooie, Donkey Kong, Mario Bros, like like certain things like I was obsessed with. And I know like all the random details. I don't even have to like think about it. And I'm sure you have that for something. What is that for you? Well, here's the thing. There's games that I like. I I didn't I mean, I vaguely know the stories. I just know that they're just weird games and I like them. Like uh, Karnov is a fun game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Karnov. I know that. Karnov was the first level boss and bad dudes who he was basically, he basically looked like the iron Sheik. He was just like, <laughs> he wasn't fat particularly. He was just thick, bald, had a mustache and he breathed fire. Yeah. And, 
And for some reason, Data Data East was like, "We got to give this guy his own game," and <laughs> and he did. He basically just ran or he just ran across because it was a side scroller, and right. he he shot fire and he jumped on shit. And the things he fought didn't make sense somehow. There was these green fat guys, not they weren't in a cloud, but like in a weird nest, and they would just float <laughs> to you. And uh, <laughs> you, you fight a T Rex. This is a off. This is a side project for bad dudes. Mm. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. He was with bad dudes, and he went solo. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going on my own adventures. He got a spinoff. And I, he shows up. Uh, he's one of the fight. I think in one of the SNK games. I think it's maybe King of the Fighters or, or something. Yeah. He shows up again, and he's he's just he's fatter this time. He's like he's like Steven Seagal now. Where he's like, like, we're going to do a lot of cinematics to make me look like I'm still doing shit. uh, (laughs) A lot of fast cuts. What is it about old school beat-em-ups like that, like Final Fight or Double Dragon or, you know, whatever it is, you know, they always had like a big mustache guy, right? Like there was always like a big like Zangief type with a mustache. Oh, well, I didn't want to have to tell you, Kevin, uh, herpes was rampant back then. And so (laughs) they used the mustache to cover up the lip where the swords are. Herpes uh, was rampant in 16-bit side scrollers. <laughs> that's right. Like it's a it's a really bad bad herpy if it takes up uh four pixels. That's that's yeah. big. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, it really they really gotta pay attention to their assets better. <laughs> oh god. So like so like those are like some games that you like remember fondly from your youth. Like you did play a lot of like arcade games, it sounds like. Yeah, a lot of pl- those classic games. And the thing is, because there isn't like games are very complex and they you can actually do a lot of realistic things and the worlds make sense now. Right. Uh, like back, back then they, they, they didn't have to make sense. And they were just like the, you could take the insanity of it and be like, Oh, well, what if they were doing that? But in a realistic way, uh, like, I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think of a game. Oh, like uh, for for Final Fight, you you know you're you're knocking down a stack of tires to get to that uh, that right. pizza, <laughs> get that that sword. It's like oh good. It's like oh fuck, I'm I'm famished. Well, it's like I gotta. I don't gotta. The kind of food I have is I I wrapped up meat on on a on one bone, just wrapped it up nice. <laughs> yeah, that is a classic side scroller power up or health recovery. Is like just like a leg of lamb. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what that is? Because like I've never seen know. food that looks like that. Well, now I'm thinking uh, like golden axe, and it's like you either yeah, get like no, a I, whole I, turkey and you just eat a whole turkey, like a cooked turkey, or like like some cartoony like leg of like leg of lamb or like beef shank. <laughs> uh, golden axe that that was some surreal shit because like one I uh, like like cities and villages are on top of animals and it's just, uh, <laughs> which is crazy, but I love it. And uh, you're perpetually being robbed by smaller people who you just kick oh no yeah one like the, the guys with the bags yeah no one learns any lessons this just keeps <laughs> going on that's back when you could just make like the whole story of a game it was like they were being generous if they gave you three cut scenes before the game just started happening and continued to happen until you were done playing it like like and so it's like so you just fill in a lot of the blanks of what the actual story is like i couldn't tell you for a second what the story of golden axe is i know that there were warriors on a quest and they had to fight purple things <laughs> it's it's conan in fact I, I, it's basically conan you know how i know this they took sounds from the movie 
And oh, like, really? I, I would hang out at the arcade for like all day at the mall because I was basically a mall rat because of that. Like I don't know, Paso as a as a youth, there's not much to do. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, malls were a staple of American society back in like I'm assuming you're talking about like the the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, late 80s throughout the 90s. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, I would just hear all like basically the all the sound effects got burned into my head, and so when I was I'd be watching Conan and I would hear a scream. Like I go, ah, ah, and I'm just like, Oh shit. I know that sound. Or when you, uh, when you kill one of the skeleton warriors and it makes like a shriek sound. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, that sound is, um, is when, um, Conan home alones, those guys, <laughs> right? Like when he, when, uh, the guy goes to try to hit, what he thinks is Conan and the thing turns around and he gets hit with a spike. Um, oh, like, right, right, he just, right. He goes, ah! and I'm just like, Ow! <laughs> oh, no, actually, no, that's not that sound. That sound is a, oh! oh! <laughs> uh, and of course, we're here promoting the Jorge Riverall soundboard, hitting the, hitting the, hitting the app stores real soon. That's right. Go to the next yeah. PS5. Be ready for me. I'm ready to make sounds. You know what it is, though? I realize because I have a similar thing happen sometimes in media. Uh, this is a very specific niche reference that you probably won't get, but maybe some of our listeners will. So we'll try it out. Uh, I used to play this game called Dungeon Siege. It was an old like PC RPG, uh, you know, kind of like a Diablo clone, like just kind of a poor man's Diablo, you know. I, uh, I might have played that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty I, fun. It was. It's still one of my favorite ones of those games. Just it holds up and like my my memory and everything really well. But there's this one spell you could cast as a nature mage called Healing Wind, right? And whenever you cast that spell, it made this kind of like. Uh, zappy sort of like spiraling vortex of magic like generic sound like a kind of thing that was a botching of it but like i know because i would use that spell all the time to keep everybody alive and then i started hearing that sound effect in other things like in tv shows and in movies and i realized oh it's probably just public domain sound effects like that's probably Mm -hmm. where the conan shit came from you know (laughs) oh no i some of it at least no, I don't think so. I, I think maybe not the Conan one specifically, but I think uh, in games in general that happens sometimes. Oh no, in other games, the thing because the thing is, some um, uh, there's a baby crying sound that I've heard everywhere, and as soon yes. as any movie uses it, I'm just like, you couldn't hurt a baby and make grow. <laughs> or like, uh, like the roller coaster tycoon guest noises, like going on roller coasters and shit. That shit is everywhere in like foley and like background and like like public setting scenes like when you need to have crowd sounds i hear that all the time mm-hmm. i'm like oh you had to boot up your fucking windows 98 to play roller coaster tycoon and steal the sound effect yeah <laughs> it's uh, pretty Star- wild starcraft uses some that i've heard in other things uh Ooh. the old starcraft which blew my mind as a kid uh i was in I, i'm i'm th- in fact i'll look at some of those graphics and i'll still be like wow you guys really ripped off aliens and predators and everything. Oh, hundred well. <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. There was, that, that was, they lifted, they lifted some IP, but you know, gently. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is it's, it's, it's like, eh, it's, it'll, if anything, it'll help franchises. And also it's like, it's not like they're going to come up with better stories and you know, they still have it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rare that I'm, I'm captivated by a good game story, except for like Red Dead Redemption 2, which. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that the, the, the great. 
the one game that like I'm looking into, uh, I haven't played it yet, but like I want to play Last of Us Part Two. But I also know that it's going to have such an intense story that I'm going to be emotionally drained by it, and I don't feel capable of it right now. But like, like those, like there's like a, a game that comes out every once in a while where like the story really fucking engages me, and like I feel hollow when I complete it. Like Zelda games will do that for me, or uh, uh, like like. I don't know, stuff like that, like Red Dead and those kind of games, too, for sure. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just like, I don't know, I just want to grind through this shit. And if I finish it, I finish it like Borderlands. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't doesn't look like the gameplay isn't even that doesn't look appealing. I think because when it, I like I like something that has smooth animation transitions and it just you feel like you're doing the things. If something's kind of oh, skippy, it bothers yeah. me. I just started replaying the Spider-Man PS4 game, dude. Speaking oh, of smooth, smooth shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe one of the best uh, experiences of mobility in a video game ever. And this is going to be a very nerdy episode, and people are just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it, I'm okay with it. Uh, no, that was, <laughs> I liked, um, but because I, I, I was talking to, I think Nadav, or talking to somebody, and I was basically going goo goo gaga for the Red Dead Redemption. Right, and, and he was like, eh. I was like, eh, I don't know. It went slow, and I was like, well, what are you, what are you playing? He's like, I'm playing Spider Man, and I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. If you're <laughs> if you're swinging about town, like in that, you're you're not fucking riding your horse for an hour, camping out, staying overnight, and then you know getting back to it just to get to the next city. To the, yeah, to, it's a different experience. It's kind of like being like, oh man. Eyes. It's like this Fallout game seems a lot slower than uh, this game of Tetris I've been playing. <laughs> it's just a different experience. It's a different experience all around. Oh, oh! By the way, I never played the first Last of Us, and then second, I'm already hearing the backlash from people about the second one, uh, and I and then I'm just like. What are, what do they hate? Is it because the the lady in it isn't falling in love with you, the player, whoever it oh, is? Oh, dude, <laughs> I just assume it's that. <laughs> I don't know because I've been avoiding spoilers, but I've talked to people about just like in general terms, and I I guarantee you that most of the backlash about it because it's getting rave reviews from like anything that matters. Like I think the backlash is just toxic fan base bullshit because it's like yeah, you're a female protagonist and. Uh, we know how men hate women, so <laughs> I'm sure there's some of that. Uh, and then, you know, it's just I, I, I don't really know too much about it because, like I said, I haven't started playing it yet. But uh, it is something it's one of those things of like how people this is actually a nice segue into Hamilton because how the Internet's some certain sections of the Internet are trying to like retroactively cancel Hamilton just because they feel like they want to get woke points on Twitter. And I'm not normally somebody to make fun of like like social justice warriors going overboard. But like with shit like that, I'm just like, all right, you just want to be mad about the thing everyone else likes. <laughs> That's like uh, all you're doing. Well, I question the thing about like the gamer thing and the gamer thing being very toxic. I always, I always thought was like weird and why not. And actually I don't, I'm not surprised it's 14 year old kids or boys or whatever. Uh, yeah. Worst people. Um, Truly. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> the, the one thing that I always perplexed me was like, the the girl gamer thing and we're like when a guy's like you're not a real gamer right and then the girl's like oh, i was like well like why are you treating me like like, like that and as if as, if i was a girl gamer i was like why am i paying attention to you you're a guy gamer you're like <laughs> the bottom of the barrel <laughs> yeah you're like your you're opinion like, doesn't matter at all <laughs> you're statistically one of the worst types of people <laughs> you're a male gamer <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. 
it's like as this episode drops, I mean, like last week there was like all of this, uh, like, you know, we, we're used to seeing a bunch of toxicity and like comedy and stuff, but there's been a lot of people getting called out for sexual abuse in the competitive gaming world this like last week and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like, like, yeah, this is a group of people that like, that's what they do. And of course, of course, there's a bunch of shit that's being swept under the rug in these communities. Like, like, how is it? Is it a, like, is it Louis C.K. style? Because I can't imagine these people are meeting in person. No, I mean, like at like <laughs> events and stuff. These are like people that like, you know, go to like tournaments and shit like that. Uh, like, I guess yeah, that makes like, sense because I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm so detached from the video game world. And, I kind of uh, am too. I'm very detached from the competitive slash like streaming world. Like I don't really do Twitch. Like I, I appreciate what Twitch is and I like that people are into it and I've been on it before, but like. I don't really follow that. And so I have like no idea. So like whenever something blows up big enough for it to be like on my radar where I'm like, oh shit, it's trending on Twitter that uh, this competitive Smash Bros player is a rapist. Like, wow, that's actually, that blew up like like the Chris D'Elia thing. That's, it's exciting to see that people are getting fucking taken down in all of these areas. I'm sure. No, I did. It just, I guess it's, it, it just surprises me. It's like, how, no, for sure. It's weird. Cause you don't think about it. It's like how why well, I live in Orange County now, and there's snails everywhere. It's like finding, <laughs> it's, it's like me seeing snails. I'm just like, ah, oh, wow, here too, huh? Oh, fuck, you gotta get sli- get get slimy with it, snail, <laughs> as you do. Getting slimy with it, na 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 na. Or, or right? probably don't, because no one likes it. <laughs> I think snails get a bad rap, you know. Actually, I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we're here to talk about today is the plight of snails. <laughs> well, I mean, when we're we're comparing snails to sexual offenders, that's not helpful to snails. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to lump in snails with and slugs and other invertebrates with sex offenders. Uh, that is not what we are here to do. We are here to talk about Hamilton. What did you think of it? All right. Um, I was surprised how much they were referring to Hamilton fucking. (laughs) A lot of those. What's up, Hamilton fucks? And I'm like, all right. He's laying maidens, bro. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it 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 took me a while to warm like like a jacuzzi. You you get in there, you're like, whoa, sure, sure, sure. Because it feels like it feels like that dangerous mind trick. Where it's like I'm gonna teach you his, history uh, through through rap, and I'm yeah, like, okay. I'm the rapping professor. <laughs> yeah, and and then the end, I was, I, I mean, it took two and a half hours, and I was, at the end, I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, there's some Les Mis in there, just a little something for daddy. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a little something for daddy. That's the thing. Uh, I've been like, a, I've been like a little obsessed with uh, musical theater in general like during quarantine like i found that i really like it more than i knew i did uh so like that was like really excited to watch hamilton for the first time or like listen to it and i did watch it twice already and it's the way that uh joe k described it our friend joe k described it to me is uh it's it's more hip-hop for theater geeks than it is theater for hip-hop nerds you know what i mean oh no that's exactly that, that that is correct yeah and so like i was like hooked like immediately i was like oh okay so like this is actually like really dope and like like the the lyrics are like savage as fuck like there's bars in it like hell yeah i was like hooked right away and then like but then they also like had these like beautiful like r&b and like broadway numbers too and i was just like oh this is like the whole package like everyone's gonna get something out of this probably except people on twitter that are toxic (laughs) Uh, well see i i question because it's twitter 
I I question one the sincerity of any of anyone's complaints. Sure. Sure. It's it's more like one if they're real people and not fucking bots. Right. Uh, they're they're that's fucking it's it's chess moves. It's all just uh like this thing. It's like oh well, fuck. This is kind of reflecting this these thoughts and movements. It's like well, we better find ways to fucking like nudge whether it's to whether you're shoving them down to prop yourself up or if you're or you're shoving them down just to keep that all back in general. I don't know. It's all I kinda like, 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 like I haven't read anything where I was like, ah, I was I was I read that and I was like, I see what the fuck you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, like there's most of the thing is is like it's like I think what happens on like and this is a very specific section. This isn't like woke Twitter in the sense of like like there is a lot of progressive shit that happens on Twitter and that's very important, but like, like a performative woke Twitter where it's like, Oh, I saw somebody who said this and they claim to be on uh, the right side of history with it. So I'm going to parrot whatever they say without actually thinking about how I genuinely react to this art or what I actually believe about it. I just saw that someone else said it and I want to be seen as somebody that's on that side of history, Uh, which is why I think we're bringing up, this fucking musical again, five years after it came out. I mean, yeah, it was able to be seen by a lot more people for sure. So people are going to have more opinions about it, but it's like, it's like, what do you, what you, there's so many things going on and you're like, you're going to take time out of your day to try to be like, well, they say the founding fathers are good. They did historical fiction and that should make it be canceled. All this, all POC cast should be canceled for, (laughs) for, for doing that five years ago. And it's like, yo, there's so much more worth your time. (laughs) I mean, I mean, why are we trying to black or white the founding fathers? It's like, oh, it's like, it's hey, what kind of message you say? Like, what kind of message are you trying to say? It's like, oh, they're complicated. You know how like people are. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it's also like never claims to be. I just I, right before we started recording, I actually just read somebody's dissertation on it because you know we were having audio trouble, so I had to kill some time. But I just read novels because I'm because I'm incompetent on my end. I get it. <laughs> but uh basically like one snippet of it was uh why do people uh and it was it was written by a, a person of color i can't remember exactly uh who it was at the top of my head but it was there was one thing that they brought up was like why is it that we scrutinize things like hamilton or other like like this like it has to be everything to everyone like it has to be uh, why is it it's not 100 percent historically accurate but it's also this it has to be this and it's like we can't we can't just look at like the things that it is we have to be like but it's not historically accurate therefore it is um not of value it seems like that happens a lot uh with stuff like that especially when like the thing is something that's like renowned you know like world renowned and like culturally celebrated well, you know why I think it is. It's it's that thing where you can't you can't go attack the people that don't care at all what your opinion is. Right. So if you could if you could attack the people, if you could be nitpicky with people that are on your end, they're going to pay attention to you, and it's like an easy win. It's um, it's it's almost like a it's like an autoimmune disease. It's like my rheumatoid arthritis, Kevin. Where <laughs> it's like. It's like, well, fuck, we don't know what to do. It's like, well, uh, hey, I'm, th- hey, you're you're eating terribly. I'm attacking you. It's like, hey, it's not you, it's us, you jerk. It's <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. quoting, I'm quoting the Bernie Sanders. Uh, it's us. <laughs> yeah, that's it's super true. It's there's and there's that thing of like 
it's I mean, it extends to like political discourse as well. But it's like there's certain people that are just going to disagree with you, even if you have like like it's like the when people talk about like the mask stuff, like you can be like, well, uh, I have this is like irrefutable stuff. They'll just change their arguments so they can be combative with you instead of like admitting any kind of like conceding any points or anything. It's just because that's what a lot of social media interactions are, especially like comment threads of people you don't know personally. Just like, well, fuck this faceless person. I'm just going to like make sure I make them feel bad today. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, I try to stay out of it. I don't really get roped into it too much. I imagine you probably don't either. Oh, I, the thing is, I, it's what, like, I, I, I kind of don't because it's, first of all, everyone is, everyone's already doing it. Uh, right. You don't need to add. And, yeah. And, uh, the, 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 like, whenever there's arguments, it's like, no one is changing each other's minds. And also it's like, the where the the stage it's happening the, the like of uh, the whatever the social media apps it, it doesn't matter it's uh, <laughs> right, right. Like if, if i had some sort of social status where like whatever i said mattered uh, maybe and you know what i'd probably stay out of it more because uh, i'd have to be careful yeah well no you definitely wouldn't have to be you it, you would be right mm-hmm. to be careful but you could also be a jk rowling about it and just fucking pop off the top of your head with whatever wild shit you're thinking and have millions of people read it and and fucking feud over it. (laughs) I love nothing more than to muse out loud. And then, uh, then like, uh, three fourths of the way there, I'm just like, Oh, most of those thoughts are dumb. Let's circle back. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Like I've edited stuff. Like even I've edited stuff out of this podcast that I've said, like when I'm doing like my intros by myself, like I'll, I'll ramble for like 15 minutes and I'm like, well, that's a whole sentence right there that barely even came out coherently. So let's just cut that out. And like, I don't even, this shit's free. Like nobody, like, uh, like I just do it just cause I have common courtesy. Uh, I didn't know that, but I didn't know there was much editing to these. Not I only just, in the, mostly in the quarantine quickies, because uh, sometimes I go in, in a very loopy headspace and I, I kind of ramble and don't make sense sometimes. So I just cut that stuff out. Oh sure, no, and that's also you're by like if you're doing it on your own, you can give yourself multiple takes. I've actually, yeah. I've given myself multiple takes for the dumbest things, because uh, <laughs> like, like 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 a quick Instagram story or a TikTok of, of what or whatever. Oh, and for sure, I, yeah. And it's just like I don't know. Did you ever see the movie La Bamba? Uh, yes. You know when he the, he's in the recording studio and he keeps trying to hit that song and he goes well well it's, it's like that but yes it's me, absolutely it's me, it's me it's me trying to start a sense without having to go oh god damn it in the middle of it. <laughs> it's it's just, that scene from Hail Caesar is would that it twere so simple <laughs> would that it were so simple would that it twere <laughs> just over and over again like Kubrick or something. Uh, it's the worst because then I'll stop and it's like, look, let's just say it three times without recording, and they sound great. And, and uh, like, All right, let's get back in. Um, me and my roommate had to do several takes. Oh, we didn't have to; we elected to. We were shooting a scene from the room for a friend of the show, Tyler Jackson's quarantine room project, where a bunch of different comedians are doing one scene of the room at their quarantine at a time, and he's going to stitch it all together. Oh, that's from <laughs> you and uh, Richard Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of the show, oh, Ricky Park. Yeah. Aww. And uh, but like we were doing this, we were like already taking this awful script, you know, for this terrible movie and then like shooting it 
like with no props or makeup or anything and then doing multiple line reads to make it as bad as possible. But like, no, we got to get it. We got to get it right. <laughs> which, which scene are you doing? Or is that a surprise? I mean, it's an incredibly short scene where Denny shows up and is creepy and then leaves. Like it's only like 48 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so wait, that's, that, that's a, th- that's a three person scene, right? Cause it's, no, it's- no, no. it's just uh what's her name? Blonde lady and Denny. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and to I make see, Richard blonde, I, I made him wear a plastic crown that I had lying around. <laughs> uh, I guess that works. I was thinking of the scene where uh, Wiseau and the lady are in bed, and and uh, and Danny comes in. He's like, "Hey, hey me too, right, guys?" <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, somebody's got that. I mean, there's there there was a whole Google spreadsheet of who signed up for what scenes. I just grabbed one that was two people. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it makes sense. It, uh, I, I can't wait to see how that actually turns out because some people did very high production value versions <laughs> of their scenes. Yeah, I was like, you could do the the, the intense scene with the drug dealer on the on the rooftop. Oh, but I'd have to get a rooftop. Oh, I guess you can't just fake that somehow. <laughs> I that that's where I draw the line artistically. I, I Rick Richard can be a blonde woman all I want instead of a Korean man, but he's we got to have a roof. We have to have the roof. I, I suppose that you can just green screen it. They, they were not. <laughs> If the movie serves me correctly, they were on a roof and green screening it, right? <laughs> I think like so. That. I think you're right. I I, I I don't hold my feet to the fire on that, but uh, I just wanted to use that phrase. Speaking of uh, quarantine projects, what's a what's a uh, this is one of the few questions I thought of beforehand to ask you. And since we're uh, about at our forty minute mark here, I'm going to get into it. Oh, great. Uh, have you uh, discovered anything new about yourself in the last like four months of this nightmare uh, uh, pandemic slash uh, social uprising? Uh, yeah, no, like I had mentioned my arthritis before. It's <laughs> right. getting worse. Oh, I, uh, no. I limp everywhere and I, uh, I, I'm awaiting on the doctor's appointment. That's not till fucking August. And Oof. so uh, I, it's a, uh, it's a fucking real disease. Uh, I get fatigue. I hear it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, that sucks. My, my choice is to probably not live more than 10 years. because be... <laughs> Yeah, that's the lifestyle. Suicide technically is a lifestyle choice. If, oh, my no. other, if my other shoulder gets as bad as my current shoulder, that terrible shoulder, I'm not going to be able to lift anything. And so I am. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been bad. I thought you were going to say something like my other sh- my other shoulder is my is my Humvee or something like one of those bad bumper stickers. <laughs> oh, it's like my other shoulder is my leg. What? I have a weird body. <laughs> I have a shoulder leg. Help! It's not it's not a lifestyle choice. A long shoulder. Oh, uh, there goes old shoulder leg, Jorge. <laughs> I like. I don't hate that for you. I don't hate that as a nickname for you. I think that's good. Shoulder leg. Yeah, old shoulder leg. I'd rather be called Wrinkles Riverall. <laughs> Wrinkle, wrinkly, wrinkle roll. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This. Uh, I, I mean, you might as well call me past my prime Riverall. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know. What was it? I've seen better. I've, I've seen, seen be- your better days are behind you, Riverall. <laughs> my, my better days are behind me, Riverall. Yeah. <laughs> I my my body feels like it's just spiraling into a shithole. It is that uh, kind of flared up during like this shit too. Like all, do you think like that was partially because of stress and stuff, or do you think it was uh, just coincidental? Well, I was diagnosed early last year, and uh, but yeah, no, it, it started kicking in in March. 
uh, and it just uh, you know get, it's just getting worse. How do you uh, how do you stay? keep your mind off of how terrible everything is i mean do you have outlets besides because i know you're working a bunch you're one of the few people i know that like is working full-time on like big projects and stuff during all of this shit and then having that on top of it like how do you uh decompress and and chill out uh well no actually the job the job actually helps keep my mind occupied because it's a it's a heavy a heavy lift that needs to get, get done by a certain time so it's just like all right well let's get the job done and yeah um, Oh, yeah, you know, booze and that. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, yeah, I probably talked about my my recent Xanax binge in the intro, so I don't have to get into that now. But <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been there. Also, your job is like pretty therapeutic in the sense that you're like creating visuals and you probably get like very Zen and stuff too, huh? Like, you know, when you're focusing on that task, like you kind of don't think about other shit, huh? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, it feels like, uh, virtual assembly work where like uh oh sure as listeners to the show will know you uh they we've talked about this on the podcast before but you create uh 3d virtual reality uh uh designs and environments yeah just uh, just so wanted to clarify that for everybody <laughs> yeah uh I mean, that's not, it's not virtual reality anymore. Now it's full on video games, but oh, nice. We, can you talk about what your work? Oh, we can't. Yeah, it's, it's better not. Why not? <laughs> it's, it's Donkey Kong Country, the <laughs> VR experience. Oh, yeah. They're going to hate all the bashing of the Kong. <laughs> we got Virtual Kong. We got Poly Kong. <laughs> oh, wow. Poly Kong gets around, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Poly Kong fucks, just like Hamilton. Just like Hamilton. <laughs> Alexander Hamil Kong. <laughs> Oh, boo, <laughs> You could tell that I don't have an air conditioner in my bedroom, right? And I'm just sweating. <laughs> uh, oh, I wonder if it helps. I turned mine off so I wouldn't pick up that that hum. Oh, that's uh, very sweet I, of you. I also am very much sweating. But the, the sweat is in my eyes, Kevin. Uh, the sweat is in my eyes. Well, let us not sweat too much longer because uh, we're about at our mark here. Um, I do want to ask oh, – I want to say, thank. first of all, thank you public on the – for the and for the public and the public record, I'm going to say thank you so much for the new Bleak and Review artwork that you made. It's got a lot of positive feedback on all the social medias. People are wiling out and sending you, overwhelming you with art requests now, huh? Because I posted it <laughs> here and there. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and hey, look, I'm I'm actually surprised it came out as as well as it did. I was uh, futzing around with my, I got an, an iPad and. Uh, Everybody kept saying how this pro it's a drawing app called Procreate, how good it is. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And yeah, it, it it's I, I see why Apple like has it exclusively only for them, because if if it was if this app was available for anywhere else, I wouldn't have an iPad because. Wow. Because Apple products kind of suck. But yeah, you won't find any argument for me on that. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, when you. Like I basically my I bought an iPad just for that app, and so far I'm just like you know what kind of worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that always I, for you that makes sense because you do art and stuff. But I I know like uh, it just as a someone with tech support background and stuff. I remember like when I was working for an Android tablet production company and like people would call it and be like oh i bought this like 170 dollar thing so my kid could play angry birds i was just like i just think about like oh it's so much hardware for like such a small thing <laughs> it's true but at, at the same time a tablet that's that 
a hundred and something bucks. That's actually pretty cheap for a towel. Oh no! Oh they, no! And then they <laughs> they were they were very cheap, and that's why our customer service department was gigantic because they fucking broke all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were... yeah they, like uh, drug dealers were using them to play Angry Birds. They, they, they were burner <laughs> tablets. Yeah, they were. They kind of were, dude. The amount that we gave free ones to people whenever they broke, like they would like like we would. Uh, people would be like oh my battery's dead and people would have like any floor agent had the discretion to be like oh your battery's dead we'll just ship this to us and we'll send you another one for free like the amount of times we exchange these things on a daily basis because of how much they work they might as well have been fucking burners like not even kidding yeah there was a dispenser next to the hand sanitizer on your way out it's just, yeah, <laughs> take a few tablets with you i don't know I would love because it was this tablet. This this product was supposed to be for children. Like it had like a like a bunch of cartoony stuff on it. So I would love if that was like how people were like doing clandestine shady deals. Now it was like with big silly like kids products. That's 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 fun because you would have you'd have some drug dealer like designing a user interface, and it's just like ah, I don't, I'm like the look of these buttons. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like I was like, I want the eye to draw over here, but how do I do it? I don't know. I got to put a screen protector on this thing because I want to do coke off of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the energy at the end of a coke bender. That was perfect. It's like, well, I guess we're out of coke. Um, but if people want to check out your art and other things, they can find you on Instagram at J Riverall, right? That is correct. Or my I, my website's still up. Uh, oh, you got a Riverall. website. Yeah, JorgeRiverall.com. Couldn't be easier, that. folks. All my art from 2019, better days, I guess. Not, I mean, it's not 2015 good. Oh, I know. Remember that? Is that when you? That's when you were doing like trash cella or whatever, right? Oh, I, 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 I was, I think, yeah. I had <laughs> free Coachella tickets, VIP, just for painting on a recycle bin. I remember because uh, your your Gremlins trash can came up in my like like social media history because I took a photo of it when I went to go see it, and uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I remember how dope that was. Yeah, my limbs worked properly then too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, my dad was still alive, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? You you win, Kevin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking white guy prevails again. What is this Twitter? <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to promote here, Jorge? I don't know. Just uh, everybody be good to each other. Come yeah, on. I can get behind that. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, but more importantly, go to the Patreon for Bleak and Review, everybody. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. Uh, hear bonus content. Uh, I've been a little lax on that lately. Some of you know that uh, and have been very like, hey, don't beat yourself up. Everything's crazy and you had a mental breakdown. It's fine. Uh, and I appreciate that from everybody. But uh, we're, we're going to be resuming having p- more frequent Patreon content soon. Did you have a, did you have a full-blown mental breakdown? Ah, shit. Uh, or hey, you'll have to listen to the intro to this episode later. <laughs> oh boy! Um, are people? What do people get with your Patreon? Uh, that uh, <laughs> no, they mostly get like I, I give them early access to. I mean, I give them bonus episodes. I, I was giving them early access to uh, music when I was working on the Quarantine Titan, which is a big source of stress for me right now because 
my my hip hop EP is pretty much finished except for like one track, but I just haven't had the heart to master the rest of it. And I feel like detached from my work and I feel like it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And I don't know if I'm going to put it out. And it really bums me out. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, Kevin, don't, don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey. Uh, okay. If I had a shirt on, I'd tug at my collar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin Jr. Uh, you know what? I'm not feeling you as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you were like three, you're pretty cool. But now that you're six, I'm kind of over it. And I think I'm not, I think I'm going to go do something else. Uh, maybe it's time you go live with your mom. I'm, I'm assuming she's not living with me either at this point. I, I'm assuming she's not living. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a sad what a sad tale we're we're spinning here for you in this. This movie. is this is the best plug segment I've ever had on Bleak Interview. <laughs> uh, and of course, people can find me at KB Anderson Yo and all the things uh, at Bleak Pod to follow. I don't know this podcast on Twitter if you want. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, you know, go listen to stuff. Donate to things. Important things. Yeah. Still need your help out there. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Jorge Riverall, it's been a pleasure, sir. Let us let us not make it so long before we chat again. Oh, sure. No, hey, I'm 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 here for you, Kevin. Anytime. Ah, love you, buddy. All right. Um, we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great weekend and uh, stay saucy. What? <laughs> <laughs>